0: And Annelise Dressel of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancholic uh, joins us for our weekly nutritional slot. Good morning to Anneliese. Good morning Patricia. And you are very welcome. Let me get straight into uh, questions. A listener has been diagnosed with a vertigo. wants to know how long can it last for and would you have any remedies please? So
1: vertigo can be as a number of Uh, from a number of different reasons Patricia Um, and the one that's the easiest to manage is where there's been inflammation of the inner ear um, that's affecting the canals responsible for your balance caused by the viral infection because you can treat viral infection and you can provide antiviral support so this probably most likely this listener's problem she's probably developed it after catching some kind of a virus so the olive leaf extract is wonderful um, there used to be a great supplement that was on the market no longer for vertigo and tinnitus. It was um, a hearing support one. And they had in there um, a bacteria called um, Lactobacillus salivarius. Though so I think another brand that have that are the BioCult. This is the particular bacteria that we get in our mouth and in our ear canal and nasal passages. Very good for the health of the of the inner ear so that's another one you could try and the other thing as well is rosmarinic acid that you get from rosemary so if you've got rosemary growing in your garden you can make a rosemary tea of it or you could buy a rosemary essential oil in the um, health shop and you could put a few drops into some warm water Um, and especially if you inhale it as well those compounds will still get up in through the nasal passage and in, in around the head that way as well um, also make sure that you've got plenty of vitamin D, so be taking at least a thousand units a day, and hopefully that would do it. It, it will last depending on very, uh, you know, people's individual ability to kind of shake the virus, Patricia, and for some people the inflammation can remain. So I think normally the doctor would prescribe, um the anti-nausea drug, the anti-seasickness drug. Mm. So you could try that. And then for some people, unfortunately, it is a result of hearing damage. And I think with that, you just have to do balance retraining, which, you know, if you go online and Google balance retraining for vertigo, uh, that that's very helpful for that.
0: OK, this is probably a hard one to answer. A question for um, Annalise, uh, please. My daughter has a rash. It's red and patchy. Uh, it can break out anywhere in her body. Any help will be much appreciated. That could be a host of different things, couldn't it?
1: Could be a few different things. I suppose it's probably most likely to be some kind of eczema, um, which is kind of red and can be very patchy. gets itchy as well and a bit can be... Um, Um, you know it can be itchy and you can break the skin and it can kind of be pussy then if it's placky so if it sort of kind of builds on and there's kind of lots of cells stacked up on each other that's more likely to be psoriasis which is also um, red and patchy around the body Um, so most likely to be either one of the two of those things and generally with eczema and psoriasis there is an immune driver behind both of them. And in my experience, most people with either of those will have food intolerances. So have a look at the foods that are being eaten. When I do the tests here, Patricia, the food intolerance, blood tests, the most common things that come up are egg is number one, egg white. Number two is probably dairy. Barley is very common. Pea and peanuts are common. Wheat and gluten Common, but not as common. But if you wanted to look at those kind of foods and say where they see where they're contributing, and then to manage the health of the skin, always the omega three fats are very good because they're hard to get from your diet. So try and get a good quality omega three fish oil, and then rub on some um, sort of healing lotion. And the best thing ones are the ones without chemicals. So Doctor Claire, she does a, a lovely anti itch cream, which is very very soothing. To put on in patches. Um, the other one that's good, as well as the Bioskin, they do a, a derma spray. That's great if the pat, you know, if the patches are larger, because it'll re, it'll be able to you'll be able to apply it to a larger area. So they do a spray, derma spray, and they also do a cream called Zeoderm. So you could try those.
0: People still recovering from COVID, including Mary, Annalise. Please, could you recommend a tonic for recovering from COVID without iron, though? Because I can't tolerate iron. Says Mary.
1: So I think probably in that, the, the Revive Active would be a good one for that. As far as I know, there's no iron in that. And also, good a good multivitamin um, product is Oxalant, and most of those don't have any iron in there at all. Oxalant is um, just a general multivitamin, but they have um, been formulated to be well absorbed. But I think the Revive Active is great because it has a lot of energy supporting nutrients in there and one of the things with covid is that it does affect the cardiovascular system um and i think that there's and there's probably some link there with the low energy so that's why the five active is particularly good because of those energy producing and cardiovascular protective nutrients that are in there and then always the olive leaf extract is a lovely natural antiviral and if you're really struggling you could take a a course of ginseng because that'll give you a bit of an immediate energy boost uh, but don't stay on the ginseng for too long because that's really only taking care of the symptom and not addressing the cold.
0: And that's becoming quite common now you hear of people who got COVID thankfully many of them had little or no symptoms but they're left with this extreme tiredness and this no energy.
1: Yeah it's very it's, it's very strange illness Patricia really because um Generally, oh, I mean, I've seen lots of post-viral fatigue over the years, particularly after like Epstein-Barr viruses like glandular fever and that type of thing. It's very, very common. But this the first time I'm seeing post-viral fatigue for people who have not been very ill. Yeah. Generally, it's only people who've been very ill with the virus. So there's a couple of things that we do recommend if it's ongoing, you know, so if it's lasting longer than two to four weeks. So NAC, n acetylcysteine is wonderful for that. And also a product called Curcetin. Curcumin actually is like, um, it's a natural anti-inflammatory, but also a natural antihistamine. And there are some links, there's some similarities between what's called mast cell activation syndrome, which means that you're producing and releasing a lot of histamine and you're getting a lot of those symptoms. And um, um, COVID, there's quite some similar, similar um symptoms between long COVID and that so taking Cercetin can help and N-acetylcysteine but I think that's only really if it's going on longer than four weeks other than that the Revive, the Olive Leaf Extract or the Oxylent if you're looking for something iron free as well.
0: Okay, we're learning so much all the time really about COVID isn't it and that's the way it's going to be going forward.
1: Absolutely, and I think um, just in terms of of long-term damage as well, Patricia, that's another thing that we'll only start to kind of see once we start seeing results of studies, yeah.
0: Okay, Uh, Ballylander's listener says, question for Annalise, please. I have Sturgeon's syndrome and was wondering, is there any help available? It is so uncomfortable. I have to say, I've never heard of that one. It's the, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, it's the one with the dry mouth and dry eyes? Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. Sjogren's. Sorgren's,
0: Sorry, I'm pronouncing wrong. Right. Yeah.
1: Syndrome. Yeah.
0: That's. It. I, I googled um, it. And it's it's mainly it's a disorder of the immune system identified by the two most common symptoms: dry eyes and dry mouth.
1: Oh, absolutely. It what it does is the autoimmune system is attacking the mucus-producing cells of your body, so they're no longer able to produce, um, you know, those lovely moisturizing um, saliva in the mouth. For example, or the the vitriol the, the um, vitriol that is for the eye. So what you need to do is you need to do it on two fronts. One is actually to support kind of your immune system, autoimmune um, modulation. And the other side of it then is to put in things that are good for the health of the mucus producing cells. So if you put in all of the things that those cells generally need in excess, even if they're not very good at doing their job, they'll have everything they need to do it properly. They won't be deficient in anything. So. One of the best, and it does the two jobs here as well, is omega-3 fats have been shown to help to actually boost Treg cells, which are the ones that modulate your immune system from being too active and attacking itself. So get a very high dose one. Um, I love the Unicardio one, Patricia, because it has both the EPA and DHA, which are the two types of omega-3. EPA is very good as the anti-inflammatory immunomodulating one, and DHA is great for kind of the fatty tissue of the brain, the tissue of the mucus cells, and the tissues of the skin. So you get a good dose of both, but you need at least 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA. Um, Then the other thing that's brilliant for mucus-producing cells is vitamin E, vitamin A, zinc, and the omega seven fats. So omega seven come from sea buckthorn oil. You can take that as a supplement. But your vitamin A and vitamin E, you'll get in all of your fat soluble There's a fat soluble vitamin. So in all your lovely fats. So nice organic eggs. Eat lots of the yolk, nuts and seeds, avocados. These will all be rich in the omega fats. Make sure you're not reducing too fat in your diet because you're going to be depriving your system.
0: Okay, hi Annelies. Could you recommend supplements for somebody that's recovering after bowel surgery? Would Source of Life be recommended for somebody after bowel surgery? Um,
1: Could be, Patricia. I suppose it depends what type of surgery it has been. I don't know if it's been a resection of the bowel, if there's been polyps removed, or if if part of the bowel has been removed completely. So, um, the one nice thing about Source of Life Gold is that it is a liquid, and I think after bowel and surgery and any major surgery really where your digestion is going to take time to settle down it's great to take things in liquid form the only thing about the source of life gold is that there is quite a few greens in there for some people it might mean that it speeds up their bowel movements. so it would i'd say if you're going to try that start on a small bottle um the oxalant would be a nice one there because that is in uh, liquid form and it's been formulated to have very highly easily absorbed nutrients so they would be absorbed well further up in the bowel before um, you know you'd have to worry that they might be just you know you're, they're, it's passing through too quickly so that's a good tonic. I would definitely do a probiotic. Go for a good quality, high strength and a broad spectrum one. So Udo's do um, a gold probiotic that's very good. And BioCult, do a BioCult boosted one, which is lovely. There's 14 different strains in there. And then if you are having, like the next thing I suppose is to make sure you're having a, a good daily bowel movement. And one of the most gentle fibers is the psyllium husk. It'll help with a runny um, loose stool and it'll also help if you're struggling to go to the loo. It'll do both jobs and also it's great to feed the good bacteria in the gut so it's great to take alongside a probiotic.
0: Okay, Sarah is looking for what would you recommend for tiredness a week after her periods. She said I'm not lacking in any particular vitamins but just a week following her periods she suffers from extreme tiredness.
1: So I think there could be two reasons be from that, Patricia, like, I mean, iron typically would be one that is very much associated with fatigue. If you're iron deficient, your body's not able to produce red blood cells and therefore you're not getting enough oxygen to all of the cells around the body so you feel tired. Iron and vitamin B12 and folate are the ones that are very important for that. So if you were to have a heavy period, you would feel exhausted maybe after your, uh, the week afterwards until your body has enough time to recoup iron from your diet. So what I'd suggest there is maybe take an iron supplement just for the week that you have your period. Um, Take one with vitamin B12 in there and folate as well and see does that resolve your issue. And if it does, then it was due to that. If not, it's probably a hormonal thing. So taking something that might improve hormone balance would help. Agnes, castus is a lovely herb to take. I always find vitamin B6 high dose, you want about 50 milligrams. That can be a great one as well for um, for, for especially if you're like you get tender sore breasts coming up to your period, or if you're getting PMT, where you're tired and weepy and irritable, vitamin B six can be a good one. So those would be probably better for um, hormone balance. But try the iron first. I think it's more likely to be that.
0: Okay. And Phil is getting half of her thyroid removed. What would you recommend for aftercare?
1: Okay. So um, arnica is always a good one for anything post surgery because it helps bruised and um, injured tissues to heal. Um, Very hard to get at the moment, Patricia. We're going to be starting to see a a huge decrease in availability of homeopathic medicine in Ireland, which is very, very disappointing. Um, But Arnica, you can buy it as a tea, you can buy it as a a homeopathic remedy. So that would be the first thing I would say. Um, Then I think probably the the reason the thyroid has been removed is that possibly it was overactive um so generally after something like that you might find you're getting a dip in um thyroid function so thyroid supporting nutrients would be something like kelp it's full of iodine and selenium that's good for the health of the thyroid, but because it's in a food source it's not going to be so strong that it's going to overwhelm the body so um I think those might be good options.
0: Okay and my apologies to Sarah on her question about tiredness she gets tired a week before her period. Ah,
1: Okay that is very common Patricia and that is probably more like PMT. So what I'd suggest there in that case is um, there's a couple of very good supplements. One is the NHP Natural Health Practice is the name of the company. NHP PM support, so it's premenstrual support and it's great for the fatigue, for heavy painful periods, it's great for the weepiness, the irritability, the sore breasts, the bloating, all of the things, it's an all-in-one. So try that, take it for the full month for the next time but then if you find it's helping you might like to start it just for two weeks before your period is due.
0: Okay, all right, we will leave it there. Listen, thank you for that Annalise, have a lovely week. Thanks Patricia. And you we'll talk too. next Monday, that's Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in